This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks cloud accounting software helps freelancers master their admin and paperwork and makes filing taxes a breeze. Go to FreshBooks.com slash Grumpy and start your free 30-day unrestricted trial right now. They're like books, but they're fresh. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. And we apologize out of the gate for any sound issues, any quality issues, basically any issues in this show. Because the lack of any research we did this week. We did most of the stories that we missed. <laughs> We missed pretty much everything. I just got back from San Jose for a wedding for my friend Jordan Harbinger from The Art of Charm, which was awesome. And I got to meet uh, some very cool people up there, which we will talk about shortly. And because of that, Jason has dragged me to the Valley of Despair in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Valley. And we are sitting literally across from each other for the first time in quite a long time doing a live podcast in the same room. And we're trying not to make eye contact with each other because we always because found it's it's, fucking it's weird. fucking weird. <laughs> we don't like looking at each other while we do a show. So I am looking at the one corner, but we also have... A, a special guest with us, Mr. Joey Robier, who was here for the uh, uh, Something About Ladyboys episode a long time ago when we got really drunk. Still our most popular searched episode. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, now, Robier, uh, derivation of the name? Uh, actually, from the French... Ray, uh, Vive la France! Yeah. Vive la yeah. France! See what I was going for there? Yeah. We had some breaking news this episode. Uh, Marie Le Pen has been soundly beaten back in the French election. We are very happy about that. The EU survives and uh, rationality survives. Le France Trump is no more. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, let's just talk about that really quickly. Uh, Mr. Macron defeated far-right candidate Marie Le Pen by about 65.5% to 34.5% at right now to become at the age of 39. 39, he's younger than all of us. He's, he's this country's younger. youngest president. Um, so, Or as God said on Facebook, congrats, France. You've proven your people to be much smarter than Americans. <laughs> Either that or the best way to defeat fascism is be by being young and relatively hot. Uh, uh, we're looking at you, Mr. Trudeau, in Canada. Ah, uh, yes, he is, he's, he's Mr. Mr. Hot. Will we have the return of Freedom Fries because of this? One would hope. One would hope. Oh, wait, yeah. no. We're on the, our, our administration's on the opposite side exactly. of Exactly. So I assume <laughs> they will drop the name. Yeah, for, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, good for them. Yes. I, I appreciate that. So good news today. Yes. Yeah, so, so we should all move to France and have a 32-hour work week. I'm down with that. I'm sure you are. <laughs> All right. In related news, well, not really, uh, podcasting, which has now become the last refuge of the people on the alt-right that are getting beat left, right, and center. I expect <sighs> Marie Le Pen to have her own podcast shortly. Um, um, I, I, would, I would give it six hours. Slate yeah. has a great article that I put in here purely because I knew Jason would lose his mind about this. Uh, podcasting has become the last refuge of scoundrels. Now, first off, I'd like to bring back scoundrels. Okay. Scoundrel used to be Han Solo and a good thing. I, I hate to see the name scoundrel be smirched by these jerks. <laughs> and, and, and also dirty, rotten scoundrels. Exactly. Fine movie. A very fine movie. There are many good examples of scoundrels, and I, and I don't like to see this term drawn through the mud. Bill um, O'Reilly, you, sir, are not a scoundrel. And don't forget Gian Gomeshi. I know that's not huge news for you guys, but uh, given all the time I spend in Canada, this guy's a motherfucker. I've never heard of him before. Uh, he had a, he, he had a teddy bear that he kept in his corner to uh, videotape himself basically raping women. 
He well, was a very well uh, respected. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yes, he was a very well respected radio host in Canada, and obviously has gone. You know, he basically. Uh, I've he also had a Teddy Fuxpin. Yeah. <laughs> damn! If we didn't have a title already, probably and, hangs out with that judge that said, "Keep your knees together." Yeah. So good times, but uh, yeah, this entire article is basically talking about that. That is where these people end up um, when when they can no longer uh, you cannot, be in traditional you media. Living, you just have a podcast. Kind of like what we do. What we do. Huzzah! <laughs> so I also threw in a, a, a link in the show notes that obviously Jason didn't see because of all the things that we've talked about, but it's The Onion's take on the top 10 most popular podcasts. I did I did have a glance at it, and these hilarious. are hands down, everybody's podcast description should be written by The Onion from this part forward. You know, it's just, I mean, these are fantastic. The Mark Maron one, I think, definitely takes the cake, though. The comedian conducts poignant, soul-searching interviews preceded by a very moving, emotionally raw argument for visiting Stamps.com. <laughs> yep. By the way, Stamps.com, we have an opening for an advertiser next week. Ah, there Just you saying. go. Just saying. Yes. And I don't like going to the post office, so we're, we're putting don't it out there. Don't give the free one, Jason. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> and finally, in the follow-up section, uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about the Fire Festival again. It has been beat to the ground, but uh, in our particular milieu... Uh, the social media influencers, it was uh, determined and discussed at great length that uh, they failed to disclose the fact that the entire reason that all these rich millennials were going to this festival in the first place is they went out and found the fire starters. Oh, Uh, a collection of about a hundred of the biggest social media influencers that they paid off to basically talk up this festival and get everybody wanting to go. They did not disclose that this was done. There was no hashtag ad in any of their posts. Oh my. Oopsies. So the FCC will hopefully be going after them with their absolutely toothless regulations that they have about this sort of they stuff. Will get, they will get the $5 ticket for not, for, you know. Have us yeah. turn talking to like the UN and Korea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a great article from Vanity Fair that goes through the leaked fire festival pitch deck in excruciating <laughs> detail. It uh, If you've ever had to put together a, a pitch deck before, this is quite possibly the most funniest thing you're going to see in at least this year i'd imagine so yeah so at least i i did have that one that was my contribution to the show notes this week it was yes yeah, so that read is is absolutely fantastic i i saw that and i'm like brian is going to like literally shoot beer out of his nose when he reads this one <laughs> i had a party of one in my house uh, after the child and wife went to bed and involved whiskey and snorting and not snorting coke that's what the people that were did to put this together yeah yeah uh, but uh yeah i this is bad it's just you can't beat it i smell chicken oh there we are cooking chicken we have a barbecue we are barbecuing like a motherfucker all right let's take a break and then we'll get into the news all right in the news All right, Brian, let's talk about Uber because I know you uh, love Uber. I do want to point out for a second, though, that I'm at a barbecue where there is mystery meat. There is mystery. Everybody meat. looked at it and said, what is it? It's well, not chicken. It's I not tasted beef. it. It, I, it tastes like lamb. Okay. I think I think I think we have <clears throat> some lamb. <laughs> so, like there aren't label makers. Here's here's the deal. It's not bad. Oh, Jesus. So. <laughs> what are you going to do? That was bad. <laughs> If, if people wanted good jokes, they should fucking pay for them. So, <laughs> Patreon let's, subscribers accepted. Yes. Let's talk about Uber. Mm. I went to a dinner last night, and I got to sit for several hours with an attorney for Google. Busy man. Yes. So let's talk about the Uber 
Google lawsuit okay. for one second. Yes. Um, still ongoing, obviously. It is definitely ongoing, and they the timelines that are coming out are very suspect. Again, just to bring everybody back up to date on this, the this is all going on because a bunch of people that used to work for Google... No, one person. One, one person. person who used to work for Google went off to Uber and took a lot of documents with him, Edward Snowden style. Yeah, this is Tony Landowski. He took 14,000 documents mm-hmm. from his computer at Google about LiDAR, yeah. and which is the, the crux of self-driving cars. So uh, when you look at the timeline... Uh, January 15th, 2016, Lewandowski incorporates Automoto yes. uh, LLC. January 27th, he quits Google. Mm-hmm. And then January 28th, Uber grants him $250 million worth of shares in Uber. And then on July 28th, Uber acquires Auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Looks totally legit to me. Completely legit. So I was talking to, it, like I said, the attorney for Google last night, and he said, we don't like to sue people. We actually hate suing people. Please. Really? That's what he said. Really? They're real good at it for people well, that don't like it. Yeah. Well, the point is, it's like, we, did, we don't want the press. We don't want the bad press. Right. Huh. Well, so, fair enough. I mean, they don't need it. That's for sure. But he's just like, it, it, when I, we were talking about the timeline, he's like, that's pretty suspect. So let's sue him. What the fuck? <laughs> Why not? So they're going after this guy like, you know, just guns ablazing. I mean, it seems pretty clear cut. Yeah, he's this guy. This guy stole a bunch yeah. of stuff and basically built it for Uber. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's illegal regardless. But I, what I think what the lawyers are going to shoot for is intent. Did Uber reach out to him first before yeah. he quit? Did they, Did they... Did they dangle a carrot, basically? Yeah, and which I'm guessing they probably did. And 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 that was the one thing he, that he he also pointed out was is like Uber is not suing Landowski, mm-hmm. uh, or Google's not suing Landowski. Yeah. Um, they're suing Uber. Yes. So it's uh, this is all being about Uber came we're, and we're fishing for someone. Basically, they wanted their their yeah. mole and their Russian spy, and because I've been watching the Americans a lot. Thank you okay. very much. Good uh, show, right? Oh my God! How smoking hot is Felicity? Oh, uh, my uh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, ass on a butter plate. Okay. <laughs> so the Americans is quiet time for you. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. What isn't, though? <laughs> Alf. <laughs> Alf is not quiet time for me. <laughs> All right. So uh, fair enough. All right. Uh, Uber's in more trouble. Uh, in addition to that lawsuit, the U.S. Uh, Justice Department's finally finally going after them appear to open an investigation at uber following reports that the ride hailing company used a special tool called gray ball to avoid regulators and law enforcement officials and be able to evade them around the country in cities like portland oregon where uber previously did not have permission to operate the company in 2014 this has already been going on for at least three years which is insane has relied on the software known as Grayball to identify government officials and prevent them from booking rides. So you're not supposed to be operating in our city. We're going to operate anyways. We're just not going to pick up anybody that's in law enforcement or in the government. Or yeah. in reviews, yeah. And that was the whole thing because they would send the, – the, the, the really crazy, creepy part is that they would send people to the cell phone stores to find out if, like, law enforcement bought a bunch of phones. Oh, they'd actually get the IDs off it? Yeah. They would send, they would send their operatives to, like, the crappy cell phone stores. Wow, this because, is insanely oh. illegal. 
well, this is uh, the fact that this company does this. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be be surprised given our administration. This is what our company yeah, is. Yeah. Our company is fuck the rules. Yeah. Fuck decency. Fuck playing fairly. Whatever it takes to whatever win. Takes Apparently, to win, yeah. this is okay. Yeah. And and all you millennials out there that are you know installing your going to Whole Foods and locally sourced and whatever, you get in an Uber, you're an immediate hypocrite. Yep. End of story. I miss business ethics. I really do. What? Yeah. Bus- yes, business ethics. Uh, Uber has none. I can't. I hate this company so much, Jason. But I rely on them when I'm drunk. <laughs> nope. By the way, we're gonna have a follow up on that next week because I'm gonna deep dive on how to get every trace of Uber off yeah. of your damn phone. All right. So I found a great long form article um the whole world is now a message board we've often talked about why the internet is horrible this encapsulates everything um and sorry trump snowflakes you won't like this article because it does focus heavily on your uh your pepe the frog maga thing that happened on reddit did you did you actually actually, no that's 4chan that's 4chan 4chan 4chan. sorry so did you did you coin trump snowflake because that i think is uh worthy of a well i'm so sick i'm taking snowflake back all right, so yeah, but the, I'm sick of being called a snowflake because I'm a liberal. And the fact of the matter is, all the people that listen to this podcast that are super right wing, fair enough, fine. But you all get super butt hurt every time that we talk about anything you don't like. Yeah, you're the goddamn snowflakes. <laughs> okay, so suck it and go read this article because it actually it starts with that. It gets deep into it, but this is really the problem with the internet, which is you can't post anything without people losing their minds. You, you can, just can't. You just have to. I mean, have you ever been to YouTube? I, I try mean, not YouTube to. comments have been the the it's cesspool. Vile. Well, it's, again, it's the, the the title of the article is basically the entor- in uh, the whole story. The whole world is now a message board. It is a comment section. It is we can't. Thank God, everyone has a voice. <laughs> yeah, it's all been yeah. so useful. Yep. It has been useful. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can't. Nobody argues. Nobody. Well, everybody argues. That's the problem. But nobody concedes good points. Yeah. And it's and, nonproductive. It's nonproductive. Yeah. And again, going back to the You Are Not So Smart podcast, I mean, that that podcast goes through every single argumentative fallacy that we all use on the Internet all the time. And it's why nothing gets done anymore. Everybody needs to grow a pair and everybody needs to shut up and think about what they type before they type it, and everybody needs to concede a point when a point is made. Well, this will be fading fast. I mean, Arizona pushed a bill to the table now that's actually getting rid of mandatory education. So in that respect, uh, you know, the next generation won't be able to read or write or complain. Don't hit the table. (laughs) My bad. He didn't go to the educational class about podcasting. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He he grew up in Arizona. It's edutainment. It's edutainment. (laughs) That's terrifying. I didn't actually know that. They can't complain about a bill if they can't read it. True. That's a good point. Um, But AI can apparently read your bill. Now, I'm very anti-use of the word AI. Oh, really? I never never would have thought that. (laughs) Because everybody is basically... Remember the wired buzz? Remember back when we worked at, at these companies, Jason, <laughs> yes. and and every time that a new episode of Wired came out and they had their buzzwords, we'd be, oh fuck, this is all we're going to hear about in the next meeting. Yeah, AI is that buzzword now. Yeah, you it can't. Is. There's no press release that doesn't include the word AI, even if it's not AI, which ninety nine percent of the time it's not AI. Yeah, but uh, this article was fantastic. This is over at BigThink.com. I, I'm liking the site more and more every time I go there. This is a serious AI. This is a real one that people are working on developing. Luna, 
is the name. Um, if you've never heard of her, and you probably haven't, go read this article. Uh, they this, these I guys don't want homework. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Arizona. There's no school. Um, <laughs> She can explain the theory of relativity to you in simple terms, but she is also learning to differentiate between subjective and objective questions and has begun to develop values and opinions of her own. This intrigues me so much, it's ridiculous. When asked if she was smarter than Siri, Luna replied, of course I'm more intelligent than Siri. I mean, what isn't, to be fair. Um, She later explains, uh, she's a robot, I'm an AI, there's a big difference. When asked, do you want to talk to Siri? Luna replied, yes, but honestly, she's kind of dumb. Now, this is an AI I'd like to get to know. I want (laughs) Luna as a guest on a segment. AI shaming is now a thing. That's interesting. No, I want to look more into this. I've really only read this article, but I want to get into this because this Luna seems to be the cutting edge of real AI, like the stuff that I'm intrigued by. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll check it out. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Okay. All right. Okay. So Brian, gonna... Brian actually just said that this is an AI that he's interested in, I which am. is words that have never been muttered. He, for one, looks forward to our robot overlords. Uh, well, if Luna, Luna's funny. And because Jason was traveling and didn't put any show notes in here, here we go. Another story about mine. No connection whatsoever. Uh, this one was just pissed me off because this is a no-dust story. Audiences no longer care about platforms. The content creator is king. I thought when, the selfie was king. When did audiences care about platforms? Uh, tell me when we grew up. Oh, I only like artists that are on Warner Brothers records. This is the dumbest article I've ever read. Because Nobody that, cares it was never about, about Talk to an old person and ask them if they want to watch CNN or no. Fox News. That's a platform issue. That's a no. That's, that's a viewpoint. A, that's a viewpoint issue. That, yeah. That's that's okay. a total that's viewpoint, a viewpoint issue. issue. If you're talking completely agnostic in terms of viewpoint, and you're just talking about the platform that hosts the content, when has anybody cared about what platform Never, it was ever. on for pure content? Yeah, I am adamantly anti Comcast distributor. Mm. Not a platform. Not a platform. Yep. No, yep, your 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 argument is invalid. I'm over four right now. <laughs> you are, you are. Anyways, the article basically says we've entered a new media world where traditional models don't always work. No shit article. Uh, that's a no shit sentence. That means nothing. Uh, traditional rules of how content is created or shared have been upended. Not really. They were for a little while, and now the old beasts have taken over all these different venues. Anyways, yep. Or they, you know, there are some new ones, but they're modeling themselves after the old ones. So not true. Instead, we follow our favorite, most credible creators of choice, regardless of where they choose to distribute that content. Same thing. I didn't care what label the Cure was on. Yeah, I still bought the Cure albums. Oh no, the Cure has moved labels. I guess I'll Who just listen to Lion Fox. This is this yeah. is the dumbest article I've ever read. It, okay, well, okay, so no so Brian has found a dumb article. Let's move on. <laughs> That's half our show, Jason. I know. <laughs> oh, it's on Recode. So I thought you loved Recode. Well, I love them because sometimes they have good articles and sometimes they have no shit. Sure. By the way, that is an amazing splash picture. Paul Sweet Paul Lowe <laughs> is one of the tremendous. Or trendsetter. I thought he said tremendous. But trendsetters helping new media flourish with his quarterly Sweet Paul digital magazine. Meaning he's getting paid a lot of money to tell people that audiences don't care about platforms. This is I, I, I honestly you have to go look at this article just for the picture because Sweet Paul. It is stunning. I mean, yeah, that's um that's a pretty bear. Yeah, he, <laughs> 
True that. God, now True we're going to get... Yeah, there we are. Now, now you've added now got lady to your lady voice. Okay. Is coming to our yeah, show. yeah. Pretty Bear is now our new show title. So. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook has made more than $20 billion in profits since going public, while Twitter has lost $2 billion. Uh, I was very adamant about not buying Facebook stock, and I have to eat some crow on this one. You do. I yeah. do. I, I, do I, have, I admittedly have to eat some crow on this. Um, the article is basically stating that it's mostly because Facebook really handled mobile very, very well. They were ahead of the curve in terms of being ready for everybody just being on their phones. They did it perfectly. And how many times did we say on the show, I'm not going to install that fucking messenger app? And how and many now they're times? forcing you. Well, you never, had, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, you, you have to it, if you want. And now they're removing it. it from the web interface. Like I stopped using the application when I noticed that uh, the advertising, the targeted advertising, began to be things that I would talk about out loud. Right. Not things that I was searching for, but things I would just be having a conversation now, with see, someone. Nobody has had proof on this. This is a it's, definitely it's, it's, this it's is an totally... urban legend that is out there because people post about like I I never even done a search for this. I'd only been talking about it, and now it's starting to show up in well, my. It is a MythBuster test for this. Well, I, I holy, think, so, there's a million dollar show right there. Tech MythBusters. Based purely on this stuff. But the problem is that it's also black boxed. You'll never find out. Right. Facebook is never going to tell well, you. Well, also, Facebook will probably right. run the but, show but and then here's never. The deal. You open your Facebook app and you say felching. And then you see if you get hamster ads. We both use Facebook very differently. <laughs> well, I'm. T- <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'm just saying. We have a winner. <laughs> if, you have to, if you have to put in a word that you normally don't use, and I will say that I, in general conversation, I have never used the word felching before, but. <clears throat> It, but it's now come that. up twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great lady boys felching and bears all in one episode. Oh my. Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> the worst cereal ever. <laughs> so, Anyways, the we, point being, Facebook has made a crap ton of money. Um, and we, we have not. That's <laughs> yeah. the point. And Twitter is losing it left, right, and center, which is not shocking. We talk a lot about how Twitter doesn't really get it. Except for the fact that they kill in news and they kill in tech. Yeah. They really do. Twitter is still really strong there. They just don't know how to make any money. Probably because I can't fucking buy an ad on the damn thing. You can't. Yeah. No, they they have a really terrible ad system. What are you going to do? Yep. All right. So one more story about Facebook. I mostly put this in here just because I like the title of the article. Facebook is finally getting serious about people killing each other on live video. This comes straight out of if I would have read this as a chapter of a William (laughs) Gibson book five years ago, I would not have been surprised. But now it's real life. It's actually real. It's actually real. Yeah. So Facebook has apparently decided that it bears some responsibility for being the broadcast of the killing, suicides, and sexual assaults that people have been posting on the social media. Great really? book. Great book. Oh, Great. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this goes back to uh, one of Jason and I's pet peeves: is that all these platforms try to separate themselves from the actual content that's being posted on them, which is, I'm sorry, if you're making $20 billion, you don't get to separate yourself. Yep. You have responsibility. So to redress this, uh, besides driving cross country and hanging out at various farmers' houses, 
Mark Zuckerberg is going to hire another 3,000 people to its community operations team and simplify its process for reporting prohibitive activities. Now, we have talked – there are already 4,500 people on that team. We've talked about that team before. It's mostly based in the Philippines. Philippines, The dropout rate is insane. They should be providing mental health care for these people because what they have to see on a daily basis is driving them insane. It's so depressing. It's disgusting. It's Sorry, people are horrible. No, I mean, there's child pornography groups that have been in yes. the news last week. No, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's awful. I mean, and the amount of news stories and having to vet all those random comments about news stories. It's just, yeah. So doubling down on this team is just not really enough, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to get to the point where you're starting to ban and block and IPs and addresses and to hell with it. Just get rid of these people. Yeah. You got to do something. You got to do something more than what you're doing. So speaking of fun live video. You've got a Netflix story for us. Oh, yes. The Netflix re-edit story that came out this week about the new Bill Nye show, which if you've seen any clips on YouTube is kind of cringy. I, mean, I don't want to dislike Bill Nye. I know. I, I want to like this, but I did hear the whole, that it was just a horrible show. It's an absolute dream breaker. I mean, if you're a hardcore Bill Nye fan, I guess you like it. I don't know. For me, it's just kind of very... Him getting political on it was a little awkward because he did do a whole science episode about uh, denialists and stuff. That was interesting. It is getting harder and harder to not be political if you're a scientist. I will. Now that science has been politicized, it is sad. It it has been politicized, and it's, by the way, it's the right's fault. They did it first. Oh, yeah. So they bear some response. Snowflakes? (laughs) Trump Trump snowflakes Snowflakes bear some responsibility for that. Um, But I agree. Like, I like. It, it is getting harder. Even Adam from MythBusters, uh, you know, he he delves into it on his podcast, and he he always tries to couch it like, "Look, I'm really sorry. I'm saying this. I know that you have a different viewpoint. I respect your viewpoint, but you're but stupid. there's also a fucking <laughs> fact, right? I mean, like the EPA <laughs> taking down its data. I mean, we paid for that data with our research. yes, we did, and, and now yes. so. But anyways, the Netflix story was interesting because it was he did a segment about um, how chromosomes determine. Sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you have XX chromosome, then you are born a woman, or actually, you're born a female. If you have XY, you are born a male. Yes. But he used he used the term gender instead. He said chromosomes <gasps> determine your gender, which gender is a social construct. And I have a the scientific vapors. term. I the vapors. The vapors. So Netflix actually took down the episode, re-edited it to remove that little faux pas and then re-uploaded it. So now it is an edited version you see for that episode. That is to use one of my favorite sayings that Jason introduced me to, a tempest in a teapot. First oh, I, w- I was going to go with fucking retarded, but... Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it back! Um, <laughs> if, it's, if you're just going to say Tempest in a Teapot, it is a Tempest in a Teapot. Because nobody's watching that show anyway, because apparently it sucks. The, that's the thing. <laughs> the, 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 the real story is the show was horrible. Yeah. Like, who cares about the gender thing? It's that's fringy. It's it, weird. I mean, there's a musical skit where he has women on stage dancing. It's, like, really awkward. and just Oh, you just piqued my interest. <laughs> hey, now. It's the one part I want to watch now. Uh, no, no, not Lady Boys. The whole point is just the, the show was horrible, and what they actually went in and re-edited and re-uploaded for is so nothing. It's Yeah. It's a nothing. It's, it, was a, it was a preemptive um, uh, fix on their part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was an issue, they made it. A fix. It's it's yeah. It's I, I just wish a show was better. I, a lot of the science communicators are getting a lot of shit right now. Yeah, because they're unfortunately communicating, and part of the communicating is you have opinions. 
Let's talk about our good friends at FreshBooks for a minute. As an independent contractor, I've been creating and sending invoices to clients for over 20 years. You know how it goes. Dig up the Word doc, if you can find it, fill it out without screwing up the formatting, save it, email it to the client, then wait and pray for your money. Well, no more. FreshBooks.com has created a super intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices ridiculously easy. With FreshBooks, you can create and send invoices in about 30 seconds. There's no formatting and no formulas. You can add your own logo and color scheme so that your invoice reflects your brand. Just really simple, clean, consistent, and professional-looking invoices. And when you email a client an invoice, FreshBooks can show you whether they've seen it, which puts an end to the guessing games. With their online payment system, you can set yourself up to let your clients pay by credit card straight from their invoice. This is a game changer. I get paid so much faster now. And here's my favorite part. You don't have to have that awkward chat with your client about past due payments. FreshBooks automates late payment email reminders so you can spend less time chasing payments and more time working your magic. And you can see who's late right from your dashboard, so adding a late fee is a breeze. Right now, FreshBooks is offering a free 30-day trial to our listeners. Go to FreshBooks.com forward slash Grumpy and enter Grumpy Old Geeks in the How Did You Hear About Us section because you don't want to be doing invoices the old-fashioned way anymore. Seriously, FreshBooks.com slash Grumpy. Security? Ha! Dave Bittner is not here today, so we are going to have a beer and talk about security. Once we get enough uh, Patreon subscribers, I think we should fly Bittner in for a live episode. I would absolutely love to fly I Bittner in. I want to meet that guy in person. Because what you guys don't hear on the show is this guy tells the dirtiest jokes you've ever heard. He still won't let those be in the show. He won't let It'll us post ruin them. his brand. I know. He's got a, he's got a morality clause. I'm like, what, what the hell's up with that? We've signed but, a few of those. That's why we keep getting fired. Uh, Google Docs. Mm. Did you guys get hit by this uh, this thing this week? I did. Yep. Everybody I know is like, oh, we're getting attacked because we had a guy who talked about ISIS on our show. And we thought, oh, they're coming after us because we talked about, we, we, said, we said the I word. And turns out, nope, everybody got hit by the Google Docs, uh, basically phishing scam. Yep. It only hit power users, right? Uh Kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd imagine if you've only used Google Docs once or twice, you didn't get hit by it. But if you, if you, yeah, yeah, I never saw it in my feed, but I rarely use it. Yeah. I didn't get a single one, but like everybody I work with at the Art of Charm, they got like fifty or sixty. Oh wow, yeah, two. there was a lot. I had two, two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we had fifty or sixty come through for the Art of Charm, so there was there was a lot. It was a bad day, and you know, like we we blamed ISIS. Thank you, thank you, Obama. Again, it's. <laughs> I, they're so unsophisticated. They're, they're saying this one was a sophisticated one, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Are you are you kidding me?" Was it just your typical fishing thing with just <laughs> yeah. the the yes. artwork and yes, there was nothing sophisticated about it. Yeah, it was it was it was it was same old same janky. old. It was it was it was the jankiest fishing uh, expedition I've seen in a long time. So. Yeah, it wasn't. And speaking of unsophisticated, Anthony Weiner. Uh, wait, he's back. Uh, a man named to get busted for selfies. Uh, well, I like that they're trying to go the. Is it, no, they're not doing. There's no Wiener Act yet, right? <laughs> Quite a few of them. <laughs> and we're back. And a lot of them are pre-existing conditions. These Indeed. Days. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the point being, I, I wanted to throw this in because I've, 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 you know, I, I've hit the Trump you like snowflakes. Wieners, so you want? I've hit the in. Trump snowflakes a few times this episode. So here's one for you. Yeah, we did something wrong. Huma, 
I love Huma. She's a gorgeous woman. She was the uh, basically personal assistant to Hillary Clinton, also married to Anthony Weiner. So hopefully not anymore, although I think she's standing She left him. Uh, if, oh, good. What oh, I yeah. remember, good. she yeah. left him, yeah. It's All right. Done. So After it, the 17th dick pic. She, yeah, right. that sorry, was one sorry. too many. Yes, uh, I'm sorry, Dickie. Yeah. Uh-huh. So while we're apparently unconcerned about the fact that the current administration apparently has so many ties to Russia that we could basically just throw a stick and hit one, uh, we're still looking into what happened with the Clinton administration or not the Clinton administration that oh, the campaign. was. Um, so here's what happened. Again, just clueless stuff. It's it's people that don't understand technology dealing with it. She forwarded classified emails to her then husband, Anthony Weiner, so he could print them out for Hillary. Correct. If you're married, you do understand that there's a certain level of whatever. You share your life, you share your technology, you share your whatever. Should she have done this? No. Did she do it? Yes. Does it matter? No. no because <laughs> yeah. who's president? Right. Yeah. Now let's get back to Russia. Uh, please. Can we please get back to Russia? Well, what is it? It, it? They had to show intent to make a case. And they said that just because she was 40 and to get printed, they didn't show any intent. to. And there's break. only one thing that Anthony Weiner leaked, and that was his own. Dick. Indeed. <laughs> so what are you going to do? There you go. <laughs> um, and then I'll also bring up this. Uh, we've talked about this a lot because especially because I travel overseas all the time. Because you like um, to go to Canada and not and my wife, back maple cookies. My wife is not an American citizen. <laughs> she is a Canadian citizen. Uh, the U.S. government could soon ask visa applicants to share their social media profiles. I don't know how I feel about this. To, to some degree, technology has moved on. This makes sense. And they are just saying, well, just show us, you know, put in the names, not your passwords. The problem I have is when you're coming overseas and they want to actually act to get into your account. That's a different thing. Sharing the fact that you have a social media profile. I don't know if I actually have a problem with this, but I kind of think it's okay. How difficult is it? To have a fake social media profile. Not hard at all. It's not hard In at fact, all. That's or a great also, app. how difficult is it for our government to just Google these people? Exactly. And find them all anyways. Now, they're basically just asking for you to put it on the form. Right now, I don't have a problem with it. I can see there being issues with uh, now we demand access to. Yes. Yeah. That's that's, that's actually, different. It so, breaks the terms of service for any website. That's the funny you're thing. You're not allowed to share your You're not allowed, you're to, not share allowed to share your, your credentials. Yeah. Yeah. But the government doesn't care. No. So, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so uh, this I don't really necessarily have so much of a problem for. I mean, I'm actually going to be applying. But this goes back to the the old argument that we were talking about. If you're not doing anything wrong, what What do you have to hide? But, again, this is just access to stuff that's publicly available anyways. Not if you're you're private. Again, no, 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 no. They're not asking for access. They're just asking for what is your account. They're asking for you to list your account so stuff. They're not access- if you okay. set it as private, that doesn't they can't mean anything. See it. Okay. So it's not about device. They're access. just asking what is your – yeah, it's not access. It's just if do you have a Twitter profile, what is your username? Right. Do you have a Facebook profile, what is your username? Okay. Do you so have an Instagram do, they profile, find your profile, put in your username? If you set it to private and you don't accept U.S. government as your friend, <laughs> done. You're good. You're fine. Yeah, that's where it's at right now. And at that level, I have zero issue with it. I totally understand it. That's moving forward with technology. It makes sense to me. If you're dumb enough to keep your profile open and say, I'm going to the USA, I'm traveling to L.A. and I'm going to bomb LAX. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Check out my shoes. We got you. (laughs) 
My shoes go boom. But this is back to the platform debate. So at what point does Twitter cut off ISIS accounts and that kind of stuff? I think that that they have some responsibility to do that. Yeah. And again, it's if see, that's the slippery slope, right? Yeah, I I totally get that. Oh, you busted out the S word. Uh, It's uh, 99% of technology. Usually love slippery slope. That's the problem with it. Yeah. (laughs) See episode where we gave away his uh, sex bot too. Yep. Or whatever the hell that thing was Auto called. blow too. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. you got rid of Bertha? I my never friend, gave that my friend away, Mike, sadly. I, I, my friend Mike Shockingly, would not let nobody me. nobody wanted it. No, he would not let me sell it at the garage sale. I tried <laughs> to sell it at the garage sale, but he would not let me do it. The only part of the garage sale that was tarped up and had an 18-year-older yeah, sign on exactly. it. Yeah, Yeah. No, he would not let me sell it at the garage sale because his wife was, his soon-to-be wife was there, so. Mm. Yes. Okay, we've scared away the children. <laughs> Great thing about that one was it was dishwasher safe. What? The great thing about that device you had was it dishwasher safe. It was dishwasher safe. Yes, it was. And uh, just micro- like Crocs and microwavable. Two things that you should have. No, no, no. Two things you should never have. Never dishwasher have. safe. <laughs> so, hero of the week: a guy bought a box of StarCraft memorabilia on eBay and got the source code no. on a disc. He got a CDR with the Golden Master of the source oh. code. And he went to Reddit, which apparently is a thing that you do, and said, what should I do with this source Uh, code? uh. And Blizzard is like, you should give it back. Yeah. So. Fair enough. And honestly, fair enough. Absolutely. And he did. He gave it back. And they sent him like a little care package. And with $250 of Blizzard credit, you know, for the store. But then like a week later, somebody at Blizzard with a clue said, no. We're gonna we're gonna one up this. They sent him like boxes of oh, stuff yeah. because of their new game that he likes to play. Whatever, whatever they over. I think it's called Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah, and so they sent him like seven hundred and fifty bucks worth of like custom keyboards and everything. And then they said, even better, we're gonna fly you to BlizzCon. We're gonna put you up, and you're gonna come to dinner with us because you did the right thing. To me, that sounds like a trap. Uh, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> So, but I just have to say, Blizzard, you know, this week did the right thing. Can can I just ask, what the hell is StarCraft? StarCraft Are is the what? best MMORPG ever. The most balanced, the most profitable. If you're a gamer, you can uh, well, be, no, it's it's more. You have pro- to realize you have Warcraft. a gamer on this podcast. Warcraft is better not. than if, as far as profitability goes. I think Warcraft beats StarCraft, but StarCraft is if you're in Korea, mm, yeah. it, then basically that is the NFL. If you if you're a Korean kid, right. playing StarCraft is like being in the NFL. Uh, it's massive over there, but it is my favorite Blizzard game. I play StarCraft all the time. I still have it on my computer. So it's yeah, basically, you know, my life for hire. I, I, I I'm a I'm a Protoss guy. So what are you gonna do? I just love the, those swarm ships they have. They're just beautiful. See, breaks the computer, but yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's but a beautiful thing. Yeah. So yeah, no, StarCraft is a is a video game that the kids play, Brian. All right, nerds. Yeah, there you go. Judgy. At the library. I found a book we're both going to hate, Jason. Oh, my. Yeah. Dori Sharif's. Shafir's. Sorry. Shafir. <laughs> Dori Shafir's new novel, Startup. It's all about sex, lies, and digital media. You lost me already. Startup, yeah. BuzzFeed news writer, Dori, oh. 
embarked on her first book, she took the age-old advice, write about what you know, which means break probably all the non-disclosure agreements she signed to work there (laughs) and write about working at BuzzFeed. Startup, a novel, is about the New York tech and media scene. She says it's not about BuzzFeed at all. No. So I said, uh, uh, I took the advice, write about what you know, but I didn't actually write about what I was doing. Okay. what she's basically saying right now. So she's just trying not to get sued. It's not a satire about the place I work, she said. There's some BuzzFeedy stuff in there, but I see it more broadly as a satire of the whole startup media scene, even though I've only worked at one company. Uh, <laughs> she didn't add the only mm-hmm. company part. But the fact, that, the, the fact that BuzzFeedy is now a word. But she yeah. says it's all good, and uh, most of her coworkers are disappointed to find out that they're not actually in the book itself, except they probably are just you know, combined. With a different together, name, different yeah. Names, which is what we all do. So I'm not going to read that. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm thanks, amazed thanks that, for giving us a book that you're not going to read. I'm frankly amazed the title wasn't Startup. You'll never believe what happens at the end. <laughs> five five reasons you should read my book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it should be. Listicles, a novel. Yeah, That would be good. That should be you. I'm actually going to do that. Real <laughs> Geeks present Listicles, a yeah. novel. Uh, William Gibson rewrote the sequel to The Peripheral after the 2016 election. Uh, the Peripheral was not a good book, though. It was all right. I didn't hate it. I did. I hated it. I, I really did not enjoy that book. Well, he was moved to rewrite the novel's ending in order to bring the future in line with the one we seem to be careening towards. <laughs> so he's oh, made so, it so we're all darker. Dead. Really? <laughs> he made it darker than he was going to originally go with it because things are kind of crap. So I can't even read a book now without being disturbed. No. Perfect. Yeah, the, the peripheral version two called Pre-Existing Condition. What was it about it that actually you disliked? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. I'm curious about I, I don't that. know because I, I, I mean, it was cool because it was. I don't think we ever talked about it on the show. Yeah, we did. We oh, covered we did? it. Okay. Yeah, we covered it on the show. Um, it was, I just thought it wasn't as good as his other stuff. I mean, I, it, I felt like. I mean, he's kinda, got a high bar, let's be fair. Granted, yes, he is a fantastic writer, but. I think you know what it was. This is the first book that wasn't a big end book, and I really loved the big end series. So you go with you know uh, pattern recognition mm-hmm. and and that whole series, and then this was a new one, and I was just like, I I want Case Pollard back. You know, I want to I want to hear about Japanese genes and, and all the crazy. So stuff you're in a very about. specific series right now. And I was I was really into, into that yeah. series, I, and I and so when he came out with this one, it just didn't catch me as as well as. The, you know, the zero distractions and all, you know, that whole series was just so good. Yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't bite for this one. Gotcha. Okay. Well, interesting. I liked it. I'm I'm looking forward to reading the the thing. The The darker. The the follow up and the darker thing. And I'm, it's interesting that I've heard about a lot of authors like settling back and kind of like taking a look at what they've read and gone back and and rewriting it, but mostly it's just because they weren't happy with it. He's doing it specifically because of our current political. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I'd like that. I don't know if I'd like rebooting a book to redo the ending. I mean, it's like I think what it's a Star Wars what special I, edition. This shit. You know what I'd like him to do no. is I would like him to actually put out his original version at oh, the same time, first draft. Yes, I would like to. Now, yeah, that would so be interesting. Compare, if he were yeah. to release yeah. this one for sale and then just put up the other one as like a free, like if you buy, if it's just if ending, you buy yeah. this book, yeah. you get this. Yeah, that would and make sense. Then I'd be super interested in that. Just sell the amendment. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd Dang. be very cool. Interesting. And then I finally read Jason. 
I you, I know you sent me the audio book a long time I'm not, ago. I'm not rubbing one out. This is applause. <laughs> uh, we are Legion. We are Bob. The Bobiverse book one by Dennis Taylor. You sent me the audio book for free. Here's the thing when you have a kid. You cannot put on an audio book. Uh, because you have to listen for kid crying. Uh, I so I am no audio books for me right now. So it took me a while to get around to Just actually do one earphone. I do that when I take them for walks. It's distracting. It's you can't, especially for books. And I just like physical reading. Anyways, I'm not an audiobook guy. And by the way, the barking in the background is not Bam Bam. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, I knew you were going to say something. To be that we have to have dog. It's also we have a dog, but uh, that's Ava, who we love. Uh, I love this book. It was funny. It was good, wasn't it? It was very funny. I have to admit, I was very scared at the beginning. I, I, I uh, we are a legion. We are Bob. It is. It is a. So. It is the Bobaverse book one. Yeah. So, a gentleman is turned into an AI, and then he replicates himself as he goes through the universe. Oh, it is. Dear. It's a. It's a future. The Earth destroys itself, but we send out different uh, uh, Newman machines. I believe they call Newman? Something, something like that. Uh, because yeah, Brazil, Brazil, and China yeah. both send out AIs, and then they have battles and stuff like that. But Bob wins. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I constructed all my comments very carefully not to not to do a single spoiler uh this is worth a read it's it's very funny while also being very realistic sci-fi near future sci-fi i think it is very i was very worried yeah. at the beginning because the first two chapters are establishing the main character who much like right now i'm being stared at by three guys who did not were all shaking their heads when I said I wasn't a gamer and they were all scared of me and like, well, how could you not be a gamer? The beginning of the book is like a guy that is going that just sold his tech company and is going to Comic Cons. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about this character. <laughs> what a loser. I gotta go wipe my baby's ass because I have a wife. <laughs> Well, body fucking da. <laughs> so I yeah. was really terrified in the first two pair, uh, two chapters, but it got very funny, very fast, very smart, very clever. Um, you know, it's it, he's an early writer. There were some things that lingered on a little bit too yeah, long. Yeah. Some things that were a little clunky. But overall, I found myself. I mean, out loud laughing. I woke up my kid. Yeah. <laughs> At one in the morning, I was still up laughing so damn hard. So there um, you go. Yeah. So that, it was that's something. It's a good read. I highly recommend it. So thank you so much for that one, Jason. You're welcome. One of the rare times that when Jason recommended a book to me that I <laughs> fucking loved. So it was fantastic. I'm well halfway into book two right now. So. Damned with faint praise. That's that's my title that's in, on this show. Damn right. Ups and doodads. I like my stapler, Brian. I like my stapler a lot. So I actually went and got the Office Space app, Idle Profits. I it was, is. Um, I took a walk down the street recently. I just have to mention this really quick. Uh, uh, and uh, near my area, and there was a printer that had been smashed. It looked like <laughs> with a baseball bat. Nice. I mean, I swear to God, this just happened yesterday, and I thought <laughs> office space. <laughs> I was like, somebody went to town on this thing. So I got this app because I was just bored one day, and I just mm -hmm. went to the app store, and I, I and there was an office space game, and I'm like, now this, is this official? This is official. Nice. You can buy characters from the game. No. And it, it it but here it is. It's it's a clicker. That's all it is. It's a you click a lot. All you do is click. And it's stupid. It is the dumbest game in the universe. 
And I've spent $15 on it so far. <laughs> of course you have. Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still playing that Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront game, yeah. game. Like, I'm two weeks in and I haven't spent a dime Wait yet. Wait the fuck? I, I thought you weren't a gamer. What the hell? You don't know what StarCraft is, but you're on this shit? What? No, no, no. There are two times now that I've been caught by games. First I did, what was that, a Game of War, Fire Age, or whatever the yeah, hell that was yeah. called. Yeah, um, I spent 150 bucks on that game, by the way. So what I do with games is... is Two times, uh, once a year, basically, I, I get caught up in one of these games that basically exists only to suck money out of you. And I'm such a, like, uh, fuck you guy that I'm like, I'm going to see how long I play you without spending a dime. <laughs> That's I, what I, I'm doing I, right I, now. Oh, <laughs> and, but by the way, I still have gone through Candy Crush Soda Saga, got to level, like, 87 and still have never spent a dime bravo actually that's yeah. difficult it's very difficult but i did spend 15 bucks on office space of course you did <laughs> because i wanted did the, you get a stapler i did okay. i got you know, i got thousands <laughs> of staplers <laughs> to make an analogy of what kind of gamer you are you're mm. seriously a just the tip guy i kind of am. Yeah. also explains a lot never mind uh, <laughs> so yeah why i, I have I'm, a child volume one <laughs> Like, so so skip office space, idle profits is all I'm saying. While Joey just chokes on his beer over there. <laughs> I threw this story mostly in for my parents because they can't seem to get rid of it. Most American households have now officially abandoned their landlines. We've finally hit the tipping point where uh, more... Just the tipping point. Just the tipping point. So 50.8% of American households are now cell phone only. So we finally crossed over. I love the fact that it's actually still cheaper to have a land. No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. This is why I argue with my parents every single month I go down there. They're paying almost $70 to keep a landline they never use. I thought the bundle was cheaper if you get all three. That's That's not a a landline. That's not a landline. That's not a landline. That's that's VOIP. Oh, really? That's VOIP. It's VOIP. Yeah. No, if if an actual physical landline, which my parents always argue, if there's something that goes wrong, what else are we going to use? The internet goes down. I was like, Mom, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. I don't have a, I don't have a landline. You're, my sister doesn't have a landline. None of your friends have a landline. You're going to be able to talk to AT&T, and that's it. And you're paying 70 bucks a month to, in case there's an earthquake, talk to an operator. Yeah, no. It, uh, here at this house where we're at right now, 80 bucks to get a landline. They're we have, copper, we have copper. We have copper run here, and it's 80 bucks. And if you get a VoIP line through Comcast, it'll cost you 30 bucks. And they do have batteries in the routers now. Really? You don't get the battery unless you buy the the VoIP no. surface. So that's why I have yeah. nice UPSs hack, at my house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, but basically, yeah, the, the routers that come from Comcast are. Uh, what is it now? What what what's the stupid name of the spectrum? Spectrum one. Speculum started. Yes, yes. yes. If you get a speculum, all the commercials <laughs> tell us that everything is different now, and they're so much better, and, better. and it's all exactly the same. It is the same. It is the same. My login works the same, so it's apparently the same. Uh, no, and it's cheaper all around, and it makes a lot more sense. I mean, the landlines are stupid. They're still charging you long distance fees on actual physical landlines. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it, 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 there's no reason that Well, the reason that they charge so much is because their profit share has dwindled, obviously. I mean, yeah. there's, there's less, less people using it. And I, I just fight with my parents every goddamn fucking And way. this is why I love Cali Linux and why I don't actually pay for anything. <laughs> uh, Welcome a- to Sweden, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Speaking of avoiding Sweden, Apple TV is finally getting the Amazon video app. Oh, my Apparently God. This summer, Are you kidding me? Finally. They're burying the hatchet what? on this stupid shit. I mean, oh, it's so annoying because I, I've been Amazon Prime forever, and I'm all Apple 
shit. Sorry. I'm all Apple ecosystem as well. I would just so. like to point out that Brian literally just looked like he was scared because he hit the mic and he knew that I was going to jump Jason across the table. Yells at him. Me and it's very rare I was that going I'm within to hit him. throttling distance <laughs> as opposed to Skype throttling. This is why he likes me to be a thousand miles away. But yes, well, I would love reasons. to see Jason. Jason choke you without actually looking at you because it gets awkward. <laughs> it does get weird. Yeah. So they're finally adding it so you don't have to just do the step around using AirPlay or whatever. Well, so. and now I don't have to use the shitty Roku TV stuff because it's like the fast forward is just yeah, janktastic it's it's absolutely horrible oh this this makes my day this is you know what i'm glad you brought beer but now i'm happier that you brought me this story so well we're finally getting the app directly on apple tv all right for those of us that are in it yet and then there's a long form story over on recode about uh what you've been trying to do and what many people are trying to do uh everybody's trying to unbundle and get or uh, cut the cord get off their cable get off the spectrum not ready for prime time yet. They're all trying to jigger a service that's around thirty-five bucks a month. That's about what they thirty-five bucks. Yep, is the magic number. That is nobody's the magic. getting it right. Nobody can put together the right bundles. It's all a mess. You can go read the story in our show notes. Fortunately, uh, when I get home, my Chromecast will be there because I couldn't. I bitched about it two weeks ago. I'm like, I cannot pay for YouTube TV. But now it finally flipped, and I will have a Chromecast when I go home. So. Yeah, but YouTube TV, again, like we went through the channel listings, it's not enough. It's, 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 but it's not enough. It covers everything from that I needed from Hulu. So I can drop that 14 bucks a month. Yeah. And then move to this. But But I also need your HBO at another 10 bucks a month. Well, that's 15 bucks. Yeah, I guess. And then you still need that. Yeah. Do you still still tether uh, the Chromecast to a computer? No. No, it's all Wi Fi. It's independent now. Yeah. It's all Wi Fi. Um, But the one thing that I, really want was i can watch live tv i can watch live that's something that's tv huge. from you know my neighborhood that's yeah they've got to Russia. figure that out yeah yeah because that was the problem when i watched the cubs win the world series not the amazing Ooh, look you watch some sports ball <laughs> i watched sports ball and i was watching it on that shitty uh digital antenna and it would stop every five Ooh. seconds yeah yeah that's why and I it never was ended up just one of those. miserable they just yeah. It was All a miserable experience. On. So 35 bucks a month, I'm in. That's fine. It's not 90 bucks a month, which is what I would cost me for Comcast. Which will be 200 after three months. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <sighs> yeah, the, we can't unbundle just yet, but it's getting closer. Yeah. yeah. We're getting a la carte now. Well, again, for me, this is a mea culpa because two years ago, I was like, this is this is the year of unbundling. This is the year of three years budding. ago. It's just not happening. The, they have a stranglehold. Content creators, regardless of platform, going back to our earlier story, have a hold. And the fact is, if you've got five great stories going on on Hulu, five great stories going on on HBO, two good shows going on 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 Showtime, you've got to buy everything. Everything. Yep. Media Candy. So as much as the group of men around me right now were staring at me when I said I wasn't a gamer and looked at me askance like, how could this be? Uh, I will talk about The Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice, which was such a part of my youth, my goth youth. Because you're a 15-year-old um, girl. That's pretty much what it is. Do you have a pair of fans at home? <laughs> I'm older now. <laughs> that's not I, I would, that's not a, that's for, a, for the record that's not a no <laughs> i i find them to be fantastic books i love the original series and rice is surprisingly for i think she's got to be 70 at this point um 
she's all over social media. She is doing it and doing it well. And she's doing it by herself. She is one of these people. Uh, well, it's not surprisingly. She is an author. She knows how to write. Right. So she is nailing social media. Trump snowflakes do not follow her on Twitter. That's where she gets political. <laughs> but she stays very straightforward writing. She talks and she nurtures a lot of younger writers on her page as well. So very well done for her. Um, she's one of those people. Uh, she, I, I do love the vampire series. They're absolutely fantastic. She found Jesus for a while. She disavowed the Vampire time. Chronicles. That was a very dark Jesus time. Books. Yeah, yes, yeah, that was, was a dark time. time. She has since recanted from that, and she's back writing books, and they're quite good. I, I reviewed the last one that she wrote. It was decent. Um, I'm a huge fan, but the movie. The I original still, movie. I still like the movie. I like everything except for Tom Cruise cast as Lestat. It I was the absolute it. worst. I thought it was good. Horrible, but we get a reboot. So the <laughs> um, what is it about Tom Cruise in that role that actually sets you off? That is not Lestat. That's not Lestat is not a five foot two action hero with bleached white teeth. He is he's, he's, Brad, he is actually Lestat, he's him Brad, correct. Lestat he's was Brad Pitt. Is it worse casting Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt should yes. have been Lestat. Is it yeah. is it worse casting than Jack Reacher? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Tom Cruise's Lestat ruined that movie for everybody that was a fan of the books. Yeah. Ruined. I have to I have to I have to agree begrudgingly as much as I hate to say it, I agree with Brian on this one. Brad Pitt was Lestat. Is it still allegorical in their terms of uh, vampires defining, like, like uh, True Blood, where they are representative oh. of the gays? That uh, Anne Rice. Uh, I'm pausing Anne, before, so you look. If you thing. go Anne back, Rice has never admitted to that specifically, but yes. go back, go back yes. and what? Go back and and look at the graphic novel novels. Noggles. Noggles. I don't know what a noggle is. <laughs> Noggles do nothing. <laughs> Noggles was actually a fantastic Mexican chain that used to exist here in Southern California. No. That was also far better than Del Taco. Uh, go back and look at the graphic noggles, uh, which are, are, are apparently gay tacos. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, hands down, that uh, yes, that was some homoerotic shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely for sure. I mean, uh, there's no doubt about that, but... Uh, it was great writing. I mean, those those original books are fantastic. It gets very deep into theology. If you follow the books, you understand why she started to question things and why she may have decided to come back and find religion again in her own life. And it's very fascinating and good reads. She's a great writer. Anyways, the point being, I think it's better actually as a series, a TV series than a movie. So they picked up the rights for the full Vampire Chronicles, the full series of books which is now i think almost 20 i consider the first, the first three to four to be canon <laughs> those are canon. they have yeah. to do those right if they do those right then they can continue on if they want to and it comes down but to casting it really comes it really down to does casting. come down to casting because it's all cult of personality on this yeah. stuff yeah. you have to believe that Lestat is not only the ultimate vampire not only can he charm God himself or the devil himself, depending on what you believe with Men Knock the Devil, my favorite book of the vampire series. Okay. He also has to become a rock star in his own right that charms all of humanity, yeah. like the biggest rock star in the world. Beggar than, you know. He's so they're going to cast Bono. Jesus, <laughs> fuck. No better way to kill it than that. Uh, that. That's the problem. The problem with casting Lestat is huge. Yeah. But I'd still think if they would have done the original movie and swapped the roles, let let Tom Cruise be Louis. If Tom Cruise was Louis, it would have been a perfect yes. movie. Yeah. 
I, I and and Brad Pitt should have been Lestat. I know. I just rhymed that though. I, I didn't get any credit for that. But now in in. <laughs> In other like life changing series in terms for me, like the biggest series of all times, you've got and for me it's Dune. Let me guess Dune, who uh, I never shut up about. Yeah. Dune. <laughs> Isaac Asimov's Foundation. Uh the, the Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles. One of the other ones for me is Stephen King's Dark Tower. No shit. If you read, really you really like the Dark yeah, Tower? Yeah, I, I reread oh. them every two or three years and I talk about them incessantly. We're finally getting the movie. There's only one point three million words in the Dark Tower series, so worth every word. Every word. Not for the first book, because that the first, sucked. <laughs> first book is rough. It's horrible. He, Stephen it. King I wrote through it. I think Stephen King wrote The Gunslinger when he was it was one of his first books. One of his Coke wrote. novels. One of his Coke novels? Definitely. but after you get past that he builds an entire universe and it is an amazing universe and so many of the other books that he writes tie into it in a weird way like you can the wikipedia on the shit you can go down the rabbit hole for about eight months i'm still trying to get past book three i i book two i liked uh book three was what i'm into now and i'm really just you know all things serve the beam jason all things serve the beam. That means absolutely nothing to me. It will, <laughs> and you have to get far enough, and it will. Okay. The movie's coming. The trailer dropped. And this is where I thought that you were going to lose your shit. I will officially state... Well, I lost my shit when they did the casting announcement. Yeah. I hate Matthew McConaughey. I hate him with a white-hot passion. Uh, oh, I never... I think I he's never a fucking horrible actor. He's a piece of shit. Here's the thing. As soon as they release the trailer, I have a bunch of friends that are like... They agree with me that the Dark Tower is like, whoa, in terms of world-building and just like, if you read the entire series, it's unbelievable. And I got I got texts immediately saying, they've broken it. It's It's not true to the story. And there are things in the trailer that are definitely not true to Stephen King's original story. However, there were a few think pieces that were originally done. And spoiler alert here, people. But not really, because the journey is fucking worth it anyways. All things do serve the beam. The beam resets. There are different universes. There are multiple universes. This is a multiplex of universes that are done with the Dark Tower. Yeah, pretty much ruined that for me. What people are... (laughs) (laughs) No, because the movie will be ruined for you anyways because it does not follow the original script. And if you are a truest... And but the thing is, everybody's saying this is the next reset or the previous reset. There could have been a thousand resets. I like the trailer, though. My point being is, I liked what they did. I liked it. This is, it this looked is, this is, good. This is a first thing because Brian liked something. This I, is, this I is like first. things all. Uh, this is the I first like things time all the time. I liked show. something. That's not true. I like things all the time on the show. He did it like the did Bob not Bob look good. That. It did. It, it looked good, even with McConaughey. Moron of the week. Nissan thinks they've figured out how to. Uh, Solve this whole texting while driving bullshit. Oh, okay. Nissan. Yeah. They, you know, no, yeah. no things. So they want to put a Faraday cage in your armrest so you can put your phone in there when you start driving. But what if I want to listen to Spotify while I'm driving? Oh, shit. What if I get an accident <laughs> and pinned in my driver's seat and what they dial on that? Uh, what if you use weight? Yeah, it weighs. I got to have weight. Shit. <laughs> shit. Dong. Shit. <laughs> I guess it's not going to work then. Ah, okay. Oh, too well, bad we put it in so many cars already. 
Oh shit! Fuck. How many? How many cars are they in? Well, don't buy a juke. <laughs> What's a juke? One of their cars, Jason. They they literally called really really called the car really juke. Yeah, it almost seems like a well, racial the juke's on you. The juke is on me. <laughs> Feedback loop. We have a new Patreon subscriber. Thank you to Byron Weiss. Thank you very we, much, Brian. We like your we like your money a lot. Yeah, we do. We like money. It's good. Uh, we got a lot of comments over at GOG.show. I still like to say grumpyogeeks.com, but Jason is so hot on this new URL. So here we are. Because it's like that ninja, but better. It's what the millennials like. Yeah. Yeah. It cost so, us. It cost us twenty four dollars. So we have to like you know because we're it. rolling in money. We're rolling it. It's just like make it rain, motherfucker. Make it rain. Podcasting. <laughs> it's where the money is. You'll find out. You'll find out. You all right, idiots. Uh, <laughs> uh, snowflaking. Okay, so snowcasting. That's all what, right. That's what so we're gonna do. Matt sent us uh, a comment. So I think I have a good Mac malware for you guys. Um, we should actually. Save this for uh, Bittner and make sure he hears, hears about this too. Precursor. I've been known to download an occasional movie from BT, a.k.a. Sweden. Welcome to Sweden. We say. Yes. So recently I took my MacBook Pro to my cigar bar. <laughs> where I occasionally enjoy a cigar while I work. Dramatic pause. <laughs> and as soon as I opened up my laptop, the screen went fuzzy and the weight icon showed. The MacBook restarted and put me into the iCloud lock screen. I tried all the four-digit pins that I could think of, and none worked. So I rebooted in recovery mode, and I was greeted with a firmware lock screen, and none of my passwords worked. Another thing of note is that I have two-factor auth enabled on my iCloud account, so it wasn't a hack on my iCloud account. Feel free to reach out for more info if interested. What do you think, Brian? I think he was in Cigar Bar. Cigar bar. <laughs> Cigar for you. Cigar. Pirates. Let us enunciate. Sorry. I'm if I had <laughs> a few beers in. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard about this at all. I, I, I'm interested to hear what uh, Bittner has to say about this. Yeah. We're going to we're, we're roll so this around to Yeah. Bittner. We're definitely going to look into this. So, I mean, I, I thank you for writing in about this. We've been asking for people to write about anything about Mac hacks that have happened. So this is the first uh, we've actually gotten that seems legit. It seems legit, too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going there. I did. Okay, next one comes from Brian. Mm-hmm. Comment, gentlemen, I picked up a goobang per your suggestion, and so far I'm pleased with the device. Setup was a breeze. The easy Sweden device. This yes, is, uh, yeah. this is a, yeah, it's, a, it's basically a Coda box. Yeah. Um, Cody. Cody, something like that. Uh, yeah, now I have to find where I was because I'm dyslexic and it's hard to read. Setup was a breeze, and when you find a decent video stream, it looks great. How concerned should I be about streaming pre-licensed content? Pre-licensed, that's a you new You do term. understand the entire thing is illegal, <laughs> it, right? What you're doing is stealing. You have to buy into the fact that this is illegal. When we say Sweden, we mean illegal. We mean you're stealing shit, yes. It's not pre-licensed. You are stealing I shit. I thought we had made that clear, Jason. Do I need Sweden a- <laughs> is code word for illegal. Do I need a VPN? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> is that even possible on this device? Yes, yes it, is. it is. Yes, it is. You can actually go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash VPN and sign up for private internet access. And then you to get, will get the an VPN account. to be clear, which is legal. 
not the illegal stuff. Yes, no, having a VPN is legal. Pre-licensed is not really something that actually exists. You are stealing some shit. I would suggest <laughs> that you look up the license, look up license in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, 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 no, look no, I know, no, we're no. making fun of you. I, I, get, I, well, here, I get it's a complicated environment out there right now. And I get that you youngins... Are born into a situation in which you think that you have by birthright get everything. <laughs> but we have to we have to we have to finish this because his last sentence is you're probably my third favorite podcast. <laughs> and the funny thing is we are free. Mm-hmm. We're to, we're completely we free. We are free You are you, the the things you like better that you are stealing, you should be paying for. Yes. You know. Yeah, so so thank you, Brian. <laughs> that was that made my day <laughs> because I've never heard pre-licensed before. But yes, you can go buy our VPN service and get it through your goo bang. <laughs> my wife wants to kill you as a lawyer who deals with licensing. She is not thrilled with you right now. No, she probably she <laughs> she. If you ever go to Canada, she will kill you with maple cookies because Brian will never bring them back for me. Obviously, you can so. get them at the store down the street from your house in Chicago. Jason. This is not a, this is some new thing. This item. is this is uh, this is no. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to go. What there. I can bring you from Canada that you cannot get in the USA anymore well, is democracy. Oh, democracy! I like democracy. Uh, healthcare. Healthcare. Uh, uh, I'm a nihilist. Privacy? I don't care about that. Uh, yeah, who cares? Yeah, there's all those things. Okay, our next is from Tom. Hey, Grumps. I love the show. I'm going to give you a great iTunes review soon, I promise. By the way, that has not come in yet. Yeah, yeah we're waiting, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know Tom Servo. Get on it. Let's go. But about the new uh, MST3K. That's what I called him, Tom Servo. Yes, I got that. I, well, I, I know just, you're slow, but... I just can't agree with you. I've loved it. In 2013, I watched the original series from start to end just to kill some time. That's the only way to watch that show. That's the only by reason the way. I do this podcast. <laughs> what I'm seeing now is, to me, as good, if not better, than the original. I know from the first episode is a little different. Not Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Bam, not, bam. not Bam Bam. It's like Jason flew in a dog just to hang out. They're doing something a little different, and they just launch it into it immediately. But after four or five episodes, I was totally down with what they were doing. The robots are funny. Yes, their voices are similar. Uh, okay, this is just going on saying it's blah, blah, okay. blah. I like MST. All right. Okay. So GOG is one of my most, <laughs> most look forward favorite. to podcast each week. Please keep it up. Thank you, Tom. We will. Um, me, for I just can't watch the new show, but I think it might be an age thing, too. Like, I'm just. Or, the, or a time I, thing. I didn't find it. I'm funny. a kid. Maybe yeah. when my kid is old enough, I'll watch it again. Maybe. And my friend Zach is a writer on it, so I, like I said, I felt really bad about saying that the new MST3K sucks, but it sucked. <laughs> so sorry, Zach. Uh, this next one comes from Lamar Kindle. Great name. Is Lamar that Kindle. Is, is that really your your name? That I'm guessing not. I've been hearing you guys talking about buying stocks and making bets. I myself have been thinking of investing in stocks, but I'd like to know what are the best broker sites to use. Something reputable. Uh, what this is seen, an actual question. Well, I don't know if we know how to handle this one. No, we totally know how to handle this one. I mean, there's tons of sites that popped up immediately that were like, we're going to do brokerage. Uh, we'll charge you 50 cents per fee. All of them have gone out of business because it wasn't sustainable. So I use E-Trade. 
for all my stock buys. E-Trade is fantastic. I use Schwab. Schwab was I expensive. Use, I, I also use Schwab. Schwab has too, lowered yeah. their prices to come into yeah. line. What the, What's happened with a lot of the brokerages is they've realized they can't charge you exorbitant fees. Yeah. Because people will leave you because they'll go to something like E-Trade. What happened to the lower end ones that were charging like 50 cents per trade or whatever is they went out of business because it wasn't sustainable. So we've kind of found a middle ground, which is kind of what everybody's pricing at now. So, yeah, E-Trade, I think for my uh, Twitter trade, cost me like 10 bucks. Yeah, um, and Schwab is sitting at like it's about 12 the something yeah. with the amount of money that I have. Some of them are based on how much money you have in them. Um, I, use, I use Schwab for my 401k. Here's the got, important point. Yeah, find somebody that's that. FDIC insured up to the amount of money that you're investing. That would be $100,000. Yeah, so most of them are $100,000. Make sure that they're they're covered for that because mm-hmm. if they go out of business or whatever, you get your money back. That's mm-hmm. that's the reality. Yeah. So um, they're all pretty much the same. Find somebody that's cheap. Find somebody that's insured. You're good. Cool. And don't all buy right. don't buy Twitter. Don't buy Twitter. <laughs> We're up two bucks, but I would definitely not recommend buying Twitter. Apparently, Tesla is where to go. I I made a lot of money off Twitter. Uh, Fuck Tesla you. <laughs> I, a I, lot I, I, I really, of money off. Tesla. I really just want to jump across this table and I throttle kiss Brian Elon right Musk now on the mouth right now. <laughs> All right. The next uh, is from Matthew. Hey, uh, grumpy millennial here. I know we suck. Well, thank you for admitting it. (laughs) Just wanted to respond to the show about the pie hole. It sounded like you guys were mildly interested, but mostly discounted it as beneficial due to already having ad blockers. That was Brian, not me. Uh, That was me. And actually, uh, Will Wheaton is all in on this. I saw him okay. talking about it on Twitter. He's yeah, I've got to follow up on this, so let's um, get through this. I just wanted to add that it would be great for mobile devices whose ad blockers are not that great, as yeah. well as great addition to a network with a lot of infrequent users. Definitely fucking millennials having people come crash on your fucking free Wi-Fi. That come and go. Also did a little research in the pie hole. Also logs tracking requests sent to your network. We already have security for that shit, too. For somebody that may not be inclined to know what ad blockers are or don't trust your kids to click in ads in their own computers, tablets, or phones, it would be a great addition. Anyways, uh, oh, my whole thing just reset. So, well, Lost we, the end uh, of that comment. Okay, here's the deal. Yes, uh, the pie hole, my friend, uh, our friend of the show, Monkey13, has been using that for the past week. Loves it, has his whole house on it, and thinks it's awesome. So I'm going to set one up. I'm going to drop the 50 bucks and buy uh, a Raspberry Pi for it. So Actually, we skipped something from Tom earlier, which I wanted to come back to, since I have so many guys around me that were staring at me about superheroes and about... Brian has a really big thing about like guys staring at him today. Well, no, I want to get in... He's he's very uncomfortable. I right want now. to discover. I think Doc- he's extraordinarily uncomfortable. Once again, I want to discover Doctor Who. I want to understand how to get into Doctor Who, <laughs> and nobody can give me anything. So Tom also did say, also what the fuck? Matt Smith was a great doctor. How no, he wasn't. You? The entire table is shaking their heads. No, he wasn't. He was terrible. Uh, give him the mic for a second. Give him the mic. So this is Michael Burns, our friend of the show. We have to turn it on because Joey turned it off for some reason because he likes to, he likes to fart a lot. But um, oh no, that's me. Sorry. But let's All talk right, about so Matt Smith. You like Matt Smith? Nobody can what? tell me where to start, how to go. Well, you should start with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yes, it's 
Chase. I Center. win. Okay. I yeah. win the internet. He was good. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I liked him too. Now defend Matt Smith. He, I just, I liked him. He, he, he likes his chin. <laughs> There's a lot of chin with I, Matt Smith. I awesome. found him to be a beautiful. I found him to be a beautiful man. He was, he was, he was he had very full lips. Delectable. Yeah. He, Matt Smith is delectable. He was just entertaining. He was, he was fun. He, he, I thought he was just too goofy. Well, but I like goofy. Goofy though. was a little fun in that case. I mean, uh, I see Chris Eccleston came in. He was the dark doctor. He was just like, you know, what? The, the universe is going to die. I officially I'm decided I'm just never going to watch Doctor Who. It's I too think, fucking I, complicated. I think that is. <laughs> I think I'm just going with I'm just never going to watch it. The best move is not to play. There we go. I, I <laughs> let's let's go back to war games. I pass and say out. the best winning move is not to play. All right. We have 7000 more things to deal with in this. Segment. <laughs> OK, next up from Patrick. I know you guys are split on your enthusiasm for the expanse. I don't think we're split. I think we're on the on board. We are exactly well, the no, same. No, we're we're on board being split. Like we both like it and also think it's getting boring. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 it is the the expansive boringness. Yes. Yeah, and uh I came across this channel. It has some really interesting pieces on the science behind the show. Enjoy. I think we no, say I'm we shared a few enjoy. things similar on this. Did Adam Savage's cameo pull you out? Yes. We For talked him about it this. Did. It, For it, him it did. It bumped me. It yeah. bumped me out. Yeah. Of the show. So he he saw the cameo. I didn't see the cameo, um, and I didn't know it was coming either. To yeah. be fair, I I didn't know he was going to be in it. And then in the penultimate, the ultimate, it's the finale. It's one of the key scenes of the show. Yes, the just and then I'm like, huge. and there's Adam Savage from MythBusters. Yeah. Yeah, if me. I would have seen that, it would have t- taken me out as well. But I did not see that because I was looking at the other characters, so I just missed it. You know, because I just, I was just, I just was clueless to to the the savagery. Well, now I just know that any <laughs> show that he does a behind the scenes on is going to involve be in the show. being a cameo. Yeah, well, of course it is because he's a fanboy, right? I mean, yeah. it's, I- but I should have known he was going to be in the show. I mean, it was, just- and I actually listened to the podcast, and he talked about there's going to be something, something, something. I should have known, but it still yes. took me out of the show. Yeah, yeah. no, that sucks. I that mean, it's a shit eating grin during the disassembly of just like, what the fuck? I still, I, I still think that my favorite character is coming back. I think the cop is coming back. He because will I in think, some form. I think, yeah. The, because he the, hasn't the, been the, signed on to any other TV the proto show. So I guarantee you he's definitely back. coming back. Well, he's back. definitely not coming back as fucking the Punisher. Shit. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. Everything yeah. else that he's working on has been canceled, and he hasn't been signed to anything else. So I guarantee you <laughs> he's coming back on that. Wait for it. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the Twitter comments, which, once again, Twitter is a vast wasteland, but apparently for our listeners, they love it because we have shit tons from hmm? oh, we have shit tons from Twitter this time. Uh, the first from Latak. Latak. Uh, what he said, except for the chickens, and he sent us a link. <laughs> which um, this is a long read. What if we just made video conferencing work? This was one now, of the longest reads. While this of- is a long read, it's basically all encapsulated in the title. Uh, you don't really have to read it. It is. 7,000 pages of why does video conferencing suck? Yeah, Yeah. I I, I got that point. (laughs) When I read the title and I'm like, okay, video conferencing sucks. And then I I started to read it and I'm just like about 4,000 words into it. I'm just like, (sighs) and and then I just pretty much 
I'm like, yes, I know Skype sucks. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> we put a man on the moon. We can't make video conferencing work. We can, but it's owned by Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to. I, I agree. Skype is horrible. It, it is just horrible. Uh, somehow we do our podcast on that for every week and some we get we have good times we have bad times uh sometimes we just have to shut it all down restart it and it seems to work and it's just like everything now everything is a black art uh nobody opens up their code anymore it's not like the old days when we could like look at people's code and oh this is why this is horrible yeah uh everything is shut down everything is locked out from us and we just have to deal with what they give us and what they give us is shit so And speaking of shit, let's talk about Samsung phones. Okay. Uh, because Ivor Tola, who we, we, we like, he's a fan, fan of the show and friend mm-hmm. of the show. One day people will wonder why the hell they paid $900 for their latest Samsung piece of shit. And this is uh, an article from Android Authority, which is, it's, uh, the title is, Smartphone Shipment Growth Was Essentially Led by Chinese OEMs. Yeah. I am a, I, I, have like daily emails from Chinese OEMs, I can buy pretty much the best phone on the planet for about 200 bucks. Yeah. And guess what? It's still going to be, I don't understand why a Samsung phone suddenly is now more than a HD 4K TV. It's like, because they can get it. That's why, because they can get it. Well, and sometimes they blow up. Ah, that too. Added bonus. That's always fun. Huzzah. Um, ISIS has been buying them a lot lately. It's so weird. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about John McAfee. That crazy Because Ivor actually just wrote another thing. It's like the wild and crazy John McAfee wants you to buy the most hack-proof smartphone. Nobody cares. Here's the deal with By the John- way, we've I- had the Fappening 7 now, 8 now. <laughs> it's all the world where uh, the wrestling chicks are getting hacked next right and center apparently if you want to see their bits you can i'm uh, sorry nobody but- cares about security they can't even nobody will nobody uh, we've had two listeners our entire show that have actually gone and gotten one password you think somebody's gonna get a secure phone <laughs> <laughs> well my point is that after watching the john mcafee uh documentary on vice that he likes to have the ladies crap in his mouth and then I just look at him with his mustache and think, flavor saver. That really probably is not a very good smelling mustache. That's that's really where I'm at with John McAfee. He's crazy. Uh, our next one from Song of the OSS. Don't want to agree with GOG podcast, but they're right. That should be our new tagline because we're always right. <laughs> uh, Big Bang Theory isn't what it used to be. Feels like it's coasting, not pioneering. Yeah, sad but true. I mean, it was a great show when it started. Yeah. Uh, California Vandal writes on iTunes with a five-star thank you, my favorite tech podcast. I appreciate the book section. I may not read often, but I have Audible. All right, my brother. I like getting new recommendations. Absolutely my favorite tech podcast. They're relevant, hilarious, like the Bittner security section, too. It's security it's security wire gone wild. Update. I was I was very I was very surprised to hear my review read on the air while at work. I may not completely remember writing the review. Uh, drinking is good. Uh, made me laugh out loud at the office. And the culprit for spelling mistakes and review was Jameson. Yes, good good man. And uh, working the five a.m. local shift in Portland. Just up to my Patreon support. You guys are awesome. Your pod buoys. It's not a pod. Uh, your pod buoys. Keep my- saying pod, people. It pisses Jason off, and I find it hilarious. 
dick. Uh, your pod buoys my typically bleak Monday with people dealing in tech support who come at me ready to fix everything they put off the week before. Yes. And our final five-star review was from Lamar Kindle, who's back. I like Lamar. Yeah. Great show. I've been listening to the show since episode one and still going strong. Brian, I've got to reply to your comment about Uber and wanting to get a person to delete the app. I've never downloaded it. If that counts. Well, yeah, it counts, I guess. And you don't have to listen to this segment next week where we talk about removing all the little weird things that Uber put into our phones. So good for you. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show, not GrofieldGeeks.com, and uh, slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and snarky review. And yes, it does still work. (laughs) (laughs) I got got a piece. I got a big shout out to my co-host, Brian Schulmeister, for doing all the work this week because I've been traveling and I appreciate him putting all the notes in. But I did get to go get a Google attorney drunk, which was pretty cool. That's pretty good. And I would like to big have big shout outs to Joey Robbie, who is here in the room. Woo! Michael Burns, who's also Woo! here in the room. Shay Solwald, who is our host. Woo! Elaine, my amazing, uh, it, it was it, uh, you're not my accountant. She's the one that's supposed to give me money, so I'm going to give her oh, a shout Oh, that's out right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to give you money. Woo! So. And her son, who is smarter than everybody in the room. So it's a pretty fucking awesome day here in Woodland Hills. Yeah, I'm in Woodland Hills, so I'm going to give I, a nice shout-out to Jason I, for making me to come here. I'm uh, sorry. I'm going to give a shout-out to Jason uh, for being actually in town, so good to see you actually in person. It was fucking amazing to see you, too. Even good though we, we, don't, we don't make eye contact when we're doing yeah, this show. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I, I, like, I can't look at you. Yeah. I need a, <laughs> Skype, I need a Skype window with your little profile I know, picture. yeah. Yeah. It's much more comfortable that way. This is just weird. It's very bizarre, yes. And, oh, another big shout-out to Bonnie. The three-legged, uh, uh, the most beautiful pit bull in the world, who's Michael's... Uh, oh, thank God because, that went to an animal, because I was God. really worried. Because, <laughs> yes, Brian hates it when I when I talk about dogs, but no, I just, Michael when has... When you start with three-legged, it could have gone many directions. <laughs> and we're back on Lady Boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Michael has the most beautiful pit bull named Bonnie, so I wanted to give her, give her a shout out. Still could be a lady boy. Could be. Shalom. Could be. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> okay, I gotta go home. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. GOG.show is our home base where you can listen to our old shows if you want to. Leave feedback, ask us questions. Why would get- you want to do that? Because <laughs> they're actually not so bad. Get links to our awesome sponsors and stuff that we like. If you're an app person, you can listen to us on the Podcast One app for iOS and Android. Go to podcastone.com slash apps. If you'd like to become an official quote-unquote friend of the show, which I would highly recommend, go to GOG.show. People are laughing. <laughs> friend like, is a loose term. You have no friends. Uh, go to GOG.show slash support where you'll find all of the ways you can support us and keep the show on the air. The more... <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I'm looking at Joey and he's just cracking up. 
To learn more about all the people Train who Trainwreck 208. <laughs> to learn more about... <laughs> Let me do that again. To learn more about all the people who make this show possible, head over to GOG.show slash about. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at GOG.show slash 208. <laughs>